Robbie this time. Uh, welcome. Uh, Bless your podcast. Uh, oh. uh, in the Danish. You really should have left that. All man noises. Should <laughs> should have left that play, and it's infinitely more interesting than this uh, podcast. Uh, oh. <coughs> oh God! Sorry, I'm recovering <clears throat> from, from a cold. Oh. Oh God, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, hold on. All right. Oh, hold, hold on there. Oh. You all right there, buddy? Are you good? You all right? Oh, boy. Right, I, think, I'll tell you what. I, think, I think Doug still has his headphones <laughs> pulled out of his ears. <laughs> Chew a little bit of popcorn into a hot mic and he gets all fucking spicy. <laughs> We're ready. Right. You put in chat, let me know when the pork rind chewing is complete. I know, like you can't tell the difference between pork rinds and popcorn. So, uh, you gotta get more practice listening to someone <laughs> chew. It was, it was ASMR, so that's all. I was just, I was soothing you with the sounds of crunching air popped popcorn or something. So. I like it. I like it. I figured you would. <clears throat> I feel like ASMR is just this big inside joke that I don't get because it does nothing for me. I have run across oh a couple God. that like actually were like, you know, makes the hair stand up in the back of your neck. Um, one of them was just a woman. She's a voice actor and she does like the the sleeping stuff you know like to help you sleep and i will admit she had a very soothing voice oh better like that better yeah i think that's better okay so that's good to know that the popcorn in his ears was just it was like loud, extra you know? loud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in a new apartment. I'm in a new apartment and I'm in a much smaller room than I was before. So um, probably did have my gain bumped last time. Yeah. Dan's doing this in the uh, bathroom now. Yeah. I'm in my, I'm in my walk-in closet. Yeah. He downsized. So he's, <clears throat> Got some shirts hanging behind him for the sound dampening. <laughs> for the sound dampening, yeah. These uh, these work polos do do an amazing job. Is this Trust the bodily that. function ASMR podcast? It might be. Oh. <laughs> he missed the entire first part of the podcast. <laughs> sure, I did. We'll go with that. Um, you did. We're in. You did. Uh, we're in four minutes and twenty one seconds. Yeah. I I would say I still didn't miss anything. No, you missed some very important stuff. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Hey, no, guys. Did. Didn't miss All it. Right. I hate it when my parents argue, so I'm going to change the subject like I do when anything causes me discomfort. <laughs> causes me pain. I'm going to deflect it. Yeah. So I watched The uh, Hunt for Red October yesterday. There you go. Brand new movie. Yeah, it just came out. <laughs> I'd never seen it. Spoiler but, alert. Yeah, I was I was laughing uh, when Sean Connery told Alec Baldwin, you know, be careful where you point that gun in this submarine. I feel like that was a bit of foreshadowing by old uh, Sean Connery there. Was it? I feel it? like there's a good place to point a Most gun anywhere. Most things in here don't react well to bullets. Yeah, and then Alec Baldwin did his Sean Connery impression, mocking him. Which I thought was really fucking funny. Yeah, that's that was the funny part for me. I also yeah. like the uh, Scottish uh, Russian tank or uh, Russian submarine oh, captain. Yeah. He didn't even try to do a Russian accent for the movie. No. He's just like, no. fuck it. Like, that's because Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery is a movie star. There are actors, and then there are movie stars. 
movie stars do not let acting get in the way of a role. Well, I would say Leonardo DiCaprio is a movie star who at least attempts to attempt, fall yeah. into the role. He, uh, he put on a little bit of a southern accent in Django. He, he was great he, in that movie. He's yeah, an he actor. He, he is a true blue actor. He tra- <laughs> he, he's, you know, not Daniel Day-Lewis or anything, but he, he brings a lot of intensity to a role. I mean, that whole thing in Django where they're sitting there and they're filming a scene and he bangs his hand on the table for dramatic effect and then fucks up and hits a glass and slices his hand and then just grabs a rag and then just keeps on with the fucking scene and they left it in because the performance was good. So you're saying there's a difference between like a movie star and a really famous actor and that the movie star just wants to be themselves all the time. Basically, it's like, you know, they play no matter what you put them in, they play the same character in every movie. Like The uh, Rock or like Seth Rogen. Like the the Rock, Seth Rogen, <laughs> fucking uh, uh Yeah, Cage. Sylvester Stallone and yeah, there you God go. knows how many other motherfuckers. Yeah, hot tub pineapple express machine. <laughs> yeah, there you go. By the way, Adam, Adam, I just got your joke. Oh, good. I just got it's, the Alec Baldwin joke. It's because Alec, yeah. Yeah, I just got that. That went, that went, <laughs> I just, I didn't get it. And then Doug did his impression and then, and then it clicked. Foreshadowing. Right. Got well, it. Very banger. far yeah. into the future. Very, very far foreshadowing. Got it. Yep. That was a, that was a banger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Doug, that's Doug bait. That's my favorite movie of all time. Really? Yes. I will just put that movie on and just watch it. I I never claimed it was a cinematic masterpiece. You know, it's not the best acting thing. It's not blah, blah, blah. I just love the fucking movie. But have you Why? seen Titanic 2 by the assignment? <laughs> no. Yeah, see, that's the best movie ever made. If anyone makes good movies, it's The Asylum. Sure, we'll go with that. You'll never guess what happens to Titanic 2. Let me guess. It sinks. Well, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Okay. People in the audience might want to see Titanic 2. No, your mom does not want to see Titanic 2. There's more. I I listen to the podcast too, Dan. You don't want to see Titanic 2. You've already seen it. And maybe I want to see it again. I doubt it. I like the car chase where... uh, the cars that are chasing each other change mid scene because their rental ran out. <laughs> it's that kind of, that yeah. kind of uh, production company, huh? Yeah, they make um, they make a lot of like mockbusters that are. It's like they're specifically made to trick like your grandma into getting the movie instead of the real one. Yeah, like the day the Earth stopped and Transmorphers. <laughs> Transmorphers. Like yeah, they're all really bad, but. My you favorite know. value uh, DVD collection from Walmart. <laughs> Are yeah. those the same people that brought you Atlantic Rim? Yeah, 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 that's them. Yeah, oh, God. I love that movie too. It oh, sucks. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> See? I See? love it because it sucks. Yeah, you would. Like father, like son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I especially love the Mystery Science Theater 3000 version of it, where when they popped on the screen, they sang Go Go Dollar Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> they make uh, they make good stuff. They make good stuff. I don't think they do. I think we just established that they really don't. <laughs> well, you're talking but, to the... I mean, look at my Steam library, man. Fair enough. If something bad exists, I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> it's like the simulator simulator. <laughs> yeah. What's the dumbest simulator game you own? Um, I returned simulator. it. I returned it. It was the wanking simulator. <laughs> <laughs> was it real enough for you? It was uh, really bad. I think uh, I think Doug played that one. Yep. It is seriously <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Um, 
The worst one I own. Let's see. Let's see now. Uh, I don't own any super bad simulators. <laughs> let's not just let's let's hold up. Let's not just gloss over wanking simulator. Okay, we're not just gonna oh wanking simulator and then just move on to something. Explain. I mean, to be fair, the gameplay is only like thirty seconds at best. Ha. Uh, well, if you use the arrow keys, it's 30 seconds at best. If you use uh, WASD, it's a little longer. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because you got to use your left hand. <laughs> Stranger in the tub. So, I can't remember how the gameplay works, but it had something to do with uh, you would increase your power by jerking off. But the whole game took place in public. So you were jerking off in public and the cops would come after you. So you would power up by jerking off in front of them and then huh. run away. It was like the, the, the game wasn't done. Yeah. It was, was, imagine it was that. in a weird state. The physics were broken. And <laughs> when the collision mechanics came on, people, you know, went all over the place. Yeah, that's the problem with the game is the collision yeah. mechanics and the Yeah, game. I really oh, yeah. hated the uh the the gameplay loop which is just it wasn't captivating enough. That was the uh-huh. real problem. Yeah. The storyline sucked. <laughs> Not to mention you had to wait a wait a little while between levels. Yeah, you got to wait like 30 minutes on the loading screen to minimum take a nap. <laughs> Smoke a cigarette, come back to it. So here's a question for you, for everybody here. What are, uh-oh, I think we lost Doug. Yeah, he went yellow. I, I think we that. did. Doug, Doug, are you there? Are you typing, Doug? Is that you typing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's good. What's weird is I got an alert that I lost connection to the server. Yeah. And we, we see that you're yellow and we don't see your waveform, but we could hear you typing. You'll be good. It's being saved. We're fine. So anyway, here's my question to all of you. What are your goals for the future? Yeah, that's what I thought. I feel like I'm at, <laughs> like I'm at H&R Block right now. Like, and I'm, I'm wondering like, if it's... When did I step into the fucking Type A podcast? What kind of bullshit is that? Type, the Type A, so you have to be Type A to care about your future. <laughs> Well, it's like you can care about your future, but the people that are obsessed with it and they're like, you need to be better, you need to self-empower, you need to work well, out this, that. you need to wake up at productivity. You need to no, wake up that. at fucking four thirty and go run twenty seven miles and no, eat I don't half think so. a cow no, before no, you go no, to work no, and all that no, bullshit. I can't stand I disagree. those people. I disagree. I don't think that that's but I think I you're I think you're I conflating two different things. I don't think that I think thinking about your future or having future plans is different than what you're describing. I don't think anybody actually likes the type of people that you're describing. I don't think they even like themselves, obviously. I'm just saying like, what Doug also doesn't like them, (laughs) but Doug also doesn't like them. I really don't like them. He does. I'm just saying like in 10 years, where would you like to be or where do you see yourself for, you know, 15 years, whatever the case is. 15 years, I'd like to be uh, in the middle of nowhere, away from all the people, uh, living in a uh, small home with a uh, music studio and making music and that being my job. Okay. See, and that's that's what I was talking about. And I was asking because it's a long story, it's a rabbit hole, but um, I was thinking about the fact that like, I don't really think about the future. And I started wondering if it's like an ADHD thing, if it's just a me thing. Um, I mean, like Adam, I would love to, in 15 years, I would love to like live on some property somewhere away from people and be able to support myself somehow. And that's about as far as it goes. You know, I know all these people that have like these really, and, and they're not the type A people like Doug were, Doug was explaining. They're just normal people that have these life goals. And I was like, I don't really have any life goals. You know, I'm not like, I want to own a boat and travel the world and blah, blah, blah. I just, some days I'm just happy that I get up every morning and go to work and 
feed myself. <laughs> like my, who's my short term, like my short term goals right now are to be able to feel my hands and feet. Fair enough. That's a good. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. I shouldn't laugh at that. But <laughs> it's fucked up that that immediately made me laugh. Every, everything's kind of clouded by that right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, in my personal experience, it's just that you can make all the plans that you want. You you can try real hard. You can work towards those goals. What have you? But life will wipe its ass with that <laughs> all fucking day long. So okay, so now we see why Doug doesn't have any plans. <laughs> I, I make A B choices. You know, <laughs> most of the time I got option A, option B. You know, this is this is the choose your own adventure book of Doug's life. I just okay, I want to do this. I will go to page one hundred and thirty four and then read from there. You know, it's. And I'm just saying. No, and and I think that the, I mean honestly, joke aside, that you're clinically depressed. The there's a, I think there's a nugget of truth there, right? Or a, or that I can relate to that. That I've had throughout my life, I've had so many plans, or or I've had enough hardships that I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I I take life a little kind of day by day, those A, B choices, right? I mean, you get to a point in your life and it's like, okay, do I go left? Do I go right? And you hope you make the right decision. Um, that That's not to say that I don't have some long-term goals. And Doug, you have long-term goals. We, we've talked about it. You've said that you would love to move to Florida and own like a little bait shop or something someday, right? Well, not own a bait shop, work. At work a at a bait shop. shop. Gotcha. But okay. Not necessarily Florida. It just somewhere with a beach because mm-hmm. Florida is looking less and less <laughs> and less like a good option. Um, so at one nah, time, it, it 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 was a good option, and right. I'm, I'm not talking about politics, even though that's fucking weird in Florida, and uh. But more than anything else, it seems like nature has decided, fuck Florida in particular, because they just keep getting hammered year after year after year to the point where if I was to buy a house there right now, I could afford a house right there. I mean, could you a house there the right now. Yeah, but good luck getting insurance. You, you won't get insurance on it. So, uh, no. So it will be somewhere else that has a beach and a bait shop and I can go saltwater fishing. Yeah. And I don't, um, this is another rabbit hole, but you know, we look at stuff like that, like the way Florida is getting pounded and, um, we've only been tracking weather for what, I mean, a few hundred years, maybe like really tracking it. And They've, there's a, a thing they call uh, basically space weather, which is like, you know, how things that happen in space and how it affects the planet and stuff like that. Um, I'm not saying yeah. I don't believe like in global warming or whatever, because I kind of do, but shit could just be happening that happens every million, two million years and we just don't fucking know it yet. Yeah, it's like the Doppler effect. <sighs> Get out. <laughs> but I mean, no, like the there Doppler radar. There, there is some truth to that. Um, when you have uh, magnetic shifting of the poles, when right. you have a uh, ro- rotational axis change, I think those occur around every twelve thousand years or so, something like that. So they think, uh, right? I mean, we don't we don't know, but. That's right. Uh, it's like with, and- with where our understanding is now, but that sort of thing, as far as rotational axis change, uh, it it changes a lot of stuff, uh, you know, and the shifting of the poles also cause causes a lot of weird stuff. It's not so much the shifting of the poles themselves. <clears throat> it's the mechanism that causes that shit to happen. I just want to hear you say shifting the poles again. Uh, hey, Dan. Wanna yes. Shift my pole. 
Ooh. My magnetic field just moved. <laughs> I so bet yeah, your I axis twisted too. <laughs> <laughs> don't twist your axis up, boy. But yeah, I, I, I understand what you're saying about Florida and it, it not looking as uh uh lovely as it used to. Um but yeah, I mean and so and for me, yeah, it's I'd like to live on property. I'd like to have property that I can that I can let my ADHD just fucking go crazy and cut little roads and buy a little uh bobcat and like build shit. I, wanna, I basically want to go do Sons of the Forest out in my own woods. Uh, so um, you want your own uh, sandbox game IRL? I, yeah, pretty much <laughs> I do. Yeah, absolutely. Um but it, yeah, it was just weird. I was I don't remember if I was reading something or watching something and and I started thinking, "Jesus Christ, I don't like is there something wrong with me that I don't have these like hardcore goals that I'm working towards um, or, you know, something? I, I don't know. So I thought I'd ask you guys and see, cause you guys have never really talked to me about, you know, long-term goals or anything um, other than, you know, Doug and I have talked a little bit. I figured Adams was that that's basically what Adams was. And if I had to guess, I'd say Robbie wouldn't mind living you know, in the middle of nowhere with some property. So basically what we've, we all, uh, we, we all want to live very far from each other. People and want to live very far from each other. Just, just start a commune and, uh, mm. go from there. We have talked about, um, with, with Juan, actually, he's talked about buying a large chunk of property and then breaking some off for everybody he knows. And he's like, you know, at least that way I can control my neighbors. It's like, I mean, you're not wrong, you know, if you like, if you put yourself in the middle and then put all your friends around you, <laughs> your friends have to deal with the assholes on the outside. So. Well, the buffer. And yeah, exactly. That's also automatic reinforcements. <laughs> <laughs> right. Excuse I'm just me. saying in if, the, because, right. you know, the, the nine, the nineties, two thousands, all of that stuff, everybody, you know, everything sort of went zombie obsessed and, you know, prepping in the whole nine yards yeah. and what we oh, do yeah. in the event of the zombie apocalypse. If that's your zombie apocalypse plan is to make yourself a compound and then, you know, break a places off for your friends, that's not necessarily a bad strategy. No. I mean, if nothing ever happens, great. You've, you've lived next to people that you like and, you know, you know that... Nobody's going to do anything fucking too dumb, or at least not, you know, dumb that you're used to. Um, but I, and I'm a bit of a prepper. I've, I've talked about this before that, um, I hate the term prepper because it's, it's kind of not demonized, but like, I don't know what you'd call it. You say that and you think of like that show that they used to have on A&E or something preppers. And it was always the hardcore toothless, they're putting fluoride in the water, fucking aluminum foil hat. Nanobots. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and by the same token, there's collectors and there's hoarders, you know, it's yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, there's, there's different ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. And, and, and what you're just talking about, yeah, look at this podcast. <laughs> That's not the spectrum he's talking about, Adam. Oh, oh, yeah. sorry. And you know, it's with uh, the whole prepper thing. Unless you take it to extremes, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's you're still preparing for the future, and some would even call that optimism. If you do anything that you're preparing for future events, those are considered optimistic. That Right, that, that I could even get through future events, that future events are going to allow Happen. for human life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, for me, I do, you know, I've, I, I haven't gotten any yet, but I've looked into like the, uh, uh, the, the meal prep, the food packets, whatever they are. And I've looked into like uh, Faraday cage type stuff. And I think really for me, my not argument, but like when somebody's like, oh, I think prepping's crazy or whatever. I say, well, if you didn't pay any attention to COVID and the lockdowns and 
really see how fragile our infrastructure really is. Um, I don't think you were paying attention. I mean, you couldn't get food. You couldn't get toilet paper. Um, Adam, during the kind of the beginning of it, one day he's like, hey, I'm going to go to Walmart after work. Do you want to go? I said, yeah. And prior to this, I had no real concerns about COVID or, or like the infrastructure at the time, whatever. So we go to Walmart and that's when I started getting a little sketchy. Cause like the fucking uh, shelves are bare. Like you couldn't, you couldn't find a can of mushroom soup. And there were people like running through the aisles, like all wild eyed with masks on and gloves up to their elbows. And, you know, like I said, just no food. That's when I got the meat log the CP one meat log. Um, there's this giant, like, I don't know, two foot long <laughs> tube of ground that. beef. <laughs> and it's just all they had. And I was like, I'm going to buy this meat log. Um, uh, I had one of those for a hot minute. Yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, if you need to cook beef in bulk, it's not bad. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it's 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 not bad stuff. It's just no, it wasn't a, a lot of it, and it's commercially pair, prepared as opposed to being prepared by your butcher, which Local, doesn't yeah. make it any better, make it any worse. No, I didn't think so. Uh, but if some, if uh, there's going to be ground beef that's subject to recall, those are usually <laughs> pretty high on the yep, list. Yep, that's exactly. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was a ten pound log, actually. Um, which is actually five pounds less than CP one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sufficed, but it was just a reminder and, and you, you saw how, you know, you couldn't get anything and what you could get was super expensive. And that was just, you know, some bullshit flu going around. I mean, well, so look, look at it like this. You had the, um, the ransomware attack, on the pipeline, the oil pipeline, yeah, that runs the east coast. Now, what they said at the outset of that is we should have enough gas to get us through X amount of days unless there is a run on gas. And because they said that last phrase, <laughs> and people panicked, yep, uh, then uh, they're. A, a gas shortage happened. People made it happen. Well, and that, right. And I think the same thing happened like with toilet paper and paper towels. People were like, we're going to run out of toilet paper and paper towels. And all of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, everybody, right. Everybody went and grabbed them. And then guys like me, I would go to the store and I'd pick up paper towels and toilet paper, even though I had some at home. Why did you do that, Dan? Well, because everybody keeps buying it up. And so if I don't buy any now, I'm not going to have any in two weeks. So, right. You forced me to hoard fucking toilet paper. Like you can use a rag, yeah. dude. Right. And like, we see down. this, uh, we see this in North Carolina about every seven years when they say there's going to be a gas shortage, <laughs> which causes the gas shortage because everyone goes and buys fucking gas. <laughs> yeah. It's, and, and that was the thing. So you talk about that ransomware, right. And I, and, and, and when you are prepping and you're researching shit, of course, the algorithms get weird and they take you down again. Goofy rabbit holes that I don't really buy into. But there was Except one. On Amazon. <laughs> right. So there was this guy who was talking and he's a, um, he like, uh, what's, what are they called? he like models this type of stuff. You know, like he watches current events and then creates predictions and shit based off of that. And he, um, they actually, uh, he, was involved when COVID started, people were hitting him up and he, I think I want to say outbreak or one of those movies was an outbreak. Anyway, one of those movies actually used him as a consultant and it's the one that's like super, uh, I think it's got Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Matt Damon in it. And, uh, it's like super realistic, but anyway, Iron Man. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Iron Man, uh, Iron Man three. And, uh, he's talking about ransomware and a, the banking industry. And he's talking about the system that the banking industry uses to transfer money in between itself. And they all use like the same system. 
And he talked about if somebody could get into the banking system and basically just throw a, a stick into the wheel, right? You don't have to shut it down completely, but just fuck it up pretty good. And if you think about it, most people don't have any cash money on them. Most of their money is in the bank and it's virtual. It doesn't, it's not cash. It's not gold. It's not real. It's just, it's numbers. It's zeros and ones. And he talks about being able to freeze up a large chunk of the nation's money. He's like, you know, you go to the store, your card doesn't, it's declined. It doesn't work or just it, the system. Like if you, <coughs> excuse me, if you've ever gone to the grocery store and they've got a piece of paper over the card reader and it says, Hey, you know, our system's down. We only accept cash right now. I walked out of a store one day cause I was like, well, shit, I don't have any cash on me. Well, what if every store you went to was like that? What if every gas station you went to was like that? Um, what the hell would you do? And he was, uh, and I think I told you guys this about the thousand dollars per person per household. He says, you know, if you can have a thousand dollars per person per household cash somewhere in your home. And that made a lot of sense to me because if I can go to the store, if I need medicine, if I need my meds, you know, I'm on antidepressants. If I can't get my antidepressants, uh oh. But if just I can go cheer in, up, man. Just, just cheer up, man. Just, you know. But I think my my depressed antidepressants are a couple bucks a piece after insurance. So it's like literally like two dollars and three dollars, whatever. So I could pay cash for that. Um you needed cold medicine or you needed gas, I could pay cash for that. And people are like, yeah, but you know, if it keeps going and then cash is useless, bruh, if that happens, you got bigger problems. <laughs> like worrying about your debit card at that point, if the point where cash is no longer viable and, it's, and your debit card has been fucked. Already. <laughs> right. At that it's point, you fucked. need to board up your windows and wait for the, un- the oncoming riots. Um, but having some cash and that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like I, I, I don't think there's going to be a zombie apocalypse. And even though I'm fucking around with Faraday cages and stuff, I'm not that concerned about a large scale EMP attack or anything crazy like that. But we live in a world where a cyber attack can really fuck things up for a while, you know, probably not permanently, but just like with that pipeline, you know, if they had been able to, shut that down for weeks, right. You would have had a, a nasty gas problem, nasty gas shortage, whatever. Um, it was about 14 days. Was it that it long? In. Adam, correct me. Yeah. I think it was a 14.2 days, 14.2 days, Yeah, 14.2, yeah. days, something like that. Yeah, repeating times pi times three or something. Yeah. It was at least a fortnight. I think the way to <laughs> shut up. I think the way to, go would be just to get super into ham radio because it's offline it's decentralized there's no way to hit one point and take out all of the ham radio network because it's all just dudes so it's funny you say that because i own a couple of ham radios um and that is exactly why i've got a friend that i work with who is a huge ham radio nut like i can't I can't explain how big into this shit he's in. And that's no. one of the things we that's one of the things we talk about. And you can do data over ham radio now. And I don't remember what the protocol is called. Um, but you can send like short messages and stuff like that. And you're absolutely right. And that's kind of why I was looking into the Faraday cage was to stash a couple of ham radios and like a little charger or something like one of those hand crank chargers. I was was reading about the data transfer stuff that you're talking about where you Uh modulate it basically over the, over Uh the air. And, um, there's like predetermined bands for that, but I don't think it's ham radio at that point. I think it's a different band. It's like a bacon radio or something like that. But, um, I wish I could hit you you right now. I really wish I could hit you right now. You could. I could, but I'd, it would, by the time I got there, just like, you'd stop being up. mad halfway here. Right. <laughs> yeah. On the plane, you'd be like, God damn it, I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> Walk into your house, just be like, what was that for? Fuck, I don't remember, but I was on a plane for something. Yeah, it's, um, and that's the kind of stuff I think about. It's just, we've, we become such a digital fucking world. And if you, I don't know, Adam, if you've ever seen this, I, this movie probably came out the year you were born, but, um, it's called The Net with Sandra Bullock. Oh, God. Yeah, it's not a great movie. Yeah, but, but Sandra Bullock. Yeah, she's pretty fucking hot. Um, 
the uh, yeah. the premise was good. Like I liked the idea of it. You know, um, she's a computer hacker, quote unquote, and uh, she pisses off the wrong people. She finds some shit, pisses off the wrong people, and they basically just start to erase her. They get rid of her driver's license, her social security card, like just everything. And it, it probably seemed kind of far-fetched then, but fuck now. Like, if you locked up the right systems, you could do that to a person. You could, because everything's fucking digital, you know? No, please, please don't erase all my debt. No, <laughs> oh, no, my credit card's uh, gone out of the system. Yeah, I mean, you know, there would be some some pluses and minuses to that, right? I've seen, like, I've, I don't know how to say it. I know of that movie, but I've never watched it. Right, right, I get you. Yeah, well, so the last time the... I saw it was at a blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> when he says that she was a hacker in the movie, she found like a hidden link on a yeah Praetorian page at the bottom of her Netscape Navigator browser. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was uh, like I said, not a good movie. Like I, I don't. That sounds like my kind of movie. You would probably love it just out of. Yeah, out of irony. <laughs> I fucking love bad movies, dude. I don't know why. They're so good. I like bad sci-fi, so I can't yeah. really say anything. Have you ever seen a... I think it was another Asylum movie where they were trying to get it on the X versus Y sci-fi thing, and it was like a giant Komodo versus... I can't remember what it was now. It was like a, a giant Cobra versus a... A giant Komodo dragon? No, but I never got into any of that stuff. The, the, oh yeah, my the God, X versus Y. Yeah, that stuff was so funny, dude. I loved it. Old Sci-Fi Network uh, back in the day. Dude, yeah. Sci-Fi Network back in the day was fucking awesome. They used to roll that movie all the time. Yeah, I've probably seen it then or know of it. Because I, I remember when the Sci-Fi Channel launched, I was in Columbus. And... um we had just gotten cable through wide open West and uh, it was that and one meg internet buddy. That's right. One meg internet. Well, always, on. always on. Always <laughs> on. Always on one meg internet. Well, when every webpage isn't 80 gigs fucking big, right. One meg's probably pretty fast. Oh dude, that was a cool. Well, I mean the option, the, or the alternative was dial up, right? That 128 maybe or something like that. Yeah, we had dial-up for a long time when I was a kid. Like, uh, YouTube was getting big, and we still had dial-up. Well, you were in, so, were you in Carolinas or West Virginia at that point? I was in uh, North Carolina, but we were just kind of in the middle of nowhere at the time. Gotcha. So, like a little net zero action? I can't remember what it was. I remember having to go to... Uh, I'm going to go to Walmart and get the Walmart uh, internet disc. Hell yeah. The 30 day trial. We would just grab like 10 of them and leave. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I was trying to watch like the internet was, was blowing past dial up. So I was trying to like watch videos and stuff. <laughs> A little, and it, yeah, would take, it would take like three hours for the video to load and then I could watch one, it. One chunk at a time. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch ten seconds of it, and I'd have to wait. Back when porn pics would load from you know top to bottom, and you'd be jerking off and be done before the whole fucking picture got. Ah, uh... <laughs> oh, the tits came out, and you're just done. And then you had the troll that would post the the pics where the bottom half was like a cock. <laughs> I don't remember that. No, no. Yeah. I yeah, that was, was a thing, just, dude, uh, back in my day. Gender point. Uh, yeah, no, 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 were, no. I think you were no, just no, no, you no, were no. into some of the weird sites, bud. No, no, no. It was a, it was a, it was so funny, dude. They got everyone so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. I don't. Uh, not that there's yeah. anything wrong with that, but uh, yeah, I think you were looking at tranny porn, yeah. but no, I don't think so. Because like shame and whatever you're into. I mean, right. I mean, I don't care. Chicks with dicks. Dude, it's just like a. I don't think that's... I think it was like a troll. No, no. Yeah. Um, All I gotta say is, back in those days, I got sent several photos as jokes of somebody that had something in between their legs they could have used to hit baseballs with. 
<laughs> right? You're like, damn, not only like you're a transvestite, but you're a transvestite with an 18 inch cock. Like what? That's just cruel. You know, they called her tripod. <laughs> they called her tripod. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Just want to make sure that everybody knows. Ah, what's that? That's scary sounding. What it was, was it? Ice maker. Ah, uh, yeah. Ice that reminds scary. me of the Daryl Davis story. I don't know if you guys remember hearing about that. No. All right. Anyway, uh, how you liking Starfield, Robbie? It is uh, quite a few stars. I no have field. gone into the field. A couple of fields. Good. Good. Yeah. 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 It's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I'm on the level of that uh, meme I saw where the guy like spawned 10 million potatoes in a vault. <laughs> I I love that um, it's it's just Fallout in space. Yeah, pretty much. And it's pretty much the same engine that Fallout 3, 4, 76, Element OP all used. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't bad, it's just I'm not really big on Fallout. So I don't know what I expected. I mean it's Bethesda. Of course it was gonna be like that. But I was like, really? I'm I'm literally walking out of a vault at the beginning of the game. Oh really? Yeah. That's kind of funny. It's like you're you're in like a space base thing in the side of like a rock and then you wake up and leave. Ah, uh, okay. After creating your character. Yeah, 30 minutes of creating your character. (laughs) Then you go into first person, classic Fallout. Oh, you can move to third person in this game. (laughs) There's two third person angles. Wouldn't that be like sixth person? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's an encounter of the fifth kind. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right to me. Three and three is, is six. Uh, first this is person basic square. math, all right. This is basic math. I'm not no, if it's second person, that's like I'm writing a letter to you. Is that how that works? Yeah, did a yeah. did his own research. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, look it up. Looking, looking. What? Yeah, Checks out. Was Checks that out. noise? I think that was Robbie's ice maker again, filling up with water. It, yes. like. it took a yeah. dump and now it's talking yeah, itself off. Yeah, it dumped ice Topping and now it's filling up with water. Robbie and the haunted ice maker. I might, I might top myself off later, actually. So, how do you guys feel about Liberty Safes just letting the FBI into their safes? I think it's some bullshit, personally. Um, I've been looking, allegedly looking for a gun safe. Um, for what? Uh, if guns, I ever replace, if I ever replace the guns that I lost in the boating accident, I would want to keep them safe. Um, but I don't. I've never liked the idea of the digital ones. I'm just not a fan of them. Um, I wanted one of the old, you know, tumbler type. Um. But I honestly, I never thought about the fact that they would have some kind of quote unquote master code that could fucking open all of them. Right. Yeah. And I, so I was like, it's, yeah, that's fucking scary. Yeah. And now like the FBI has that code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think uh, my guess is that Liberty probably cut their own fucking throat uh, with that, honestly, because you saw what rednecks did when they boycotted fucking Bud Light, <laughs> you know, $400 million in damage. Um, oh, really? Most yeah. of them already have one. I doubt they're going to say, let me make another, you know, anywhere between 750 and God knows how much dollar investment to get one of these gigantic gun safes. You so underestimate the, you underestimate rednecks, bud. Because if you remember, they did that with Yeti coolers, and some of those things are a couple thousand dollars. And these assholes, when Yeti—I don't even remember what the fuck Yeti did. Um, but they, they did said the whole, they didn't support the NRA or something like that. Yeah, or they did. 
yeah. something to do with guns. I think you're. I think you're right. I think they didn't. They decided they didn't support the NRA. That got out, and there were rednecks everywhere, literally blowing them up or shooting them, putting tannerite in them, and then going out and buying like other, like Arctic and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I think some will actually, but what, what's going to hurt them is people moving forward and not, <coughs> excuse me, not purchasing their products, you know, again or upgrading or telling their friends or whatever. So I told Adam right now would be a real bad time to own Liberty stock, but probably a really good time to buy Liberty stock, assuming they, they bounce back. Um, yeah, but yeah, they, they kind of alienated their, uh, they kind of alienated their, their core, uh, consumer demographic, right? It, it, it was an odd, it was an odd move. Yeah, because they could have just said no. Yeah, I mean, Apple said made no. Them get a, made them get a subpoena or something. Because mm-hmm. Liberty came out and said, you know, they didn't bring us a subpoena. They bring a, they brought us a search warrant and we gave them the code to unlock the safe. Yeah, a search warrant for someone else. You know, that yeah. would be like that would be like them serving a search warrant on Doug and then coming to us and being like, hey, give us some incriminating evidence on Doug. We have a warrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm for Doug, not for me. So <laughs> yeah, they, it was, it was, um, it was concerning, you know, and, and listen, I'm not, I know the guy they were investigating was allegedly one of the January 6th, um, rioters and all that shit. I'm not, I'm not defending him. I'm not defending criminals. I'm just saying that companies like that should stay the fuck out of it. Um, once you sell something, stay the fuck out of it. Um, that's between the FBI and that dude. And that would be me as a company. It would just be like, Hey, that's between y'all. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's between y'all. Y'all do whatever the fuck you need to do. And like I said, you can use Apple as a, um, as an example of that. You know, they were like, Hey, get into this phone. And Apple's like, no. And we're, but, but we're the FBI. I don't care. <laughs> but all right, what well, we never thought you would just say no to us. You know, like, you know. Right. Oh, and then shit, that just fucks our plans up all oh, oh. <laughs> oh, God damn it, they said no. Oh, what do we God. do now? My fucking God. <laughs> well, and, and you know, Apple came in and said, you know, we don't we didn't build any backdoor, but I do believe that if if the manufacturer of a phone, if you gave them the phone, I think they could get into it, honestly. Um because I think well, somebody like if you're buying a digital safe, you pretty naive to think that the manufacturer doesn't have a backdoor or master key or combination yeah. to get into it. Well, yeah. like I said, that was one of those things I never thought about with the digital safe. I just never I mean, now it seems stupid that I didn't think about that. <laughs> like, well, duh. But at the time it was just if that thing malfunctions and it's a, it's it's an electronic. I mean, I don't we well I'm, we work well, with I- electronics, we know. Right, but at the same time, it could be mechanical, and a lot of the mechanical ones will also uh, turn around and have a key. So Mm -hmm. if someone from the manufacturer gave them a master key. Right, a physical key. Yeah. And and, And even with tumblers, I mean... With the tumblers, if you were to go get a, a true locksmith or whatever, or somebody who does that, they can break into it still, right? They can listen to it. And I mean, there's ways of getting past tumblers too. Oh, yeah. I think, Most definitely. I think with this, it was just the fact that the manufacturer did it. And it's like, why would you do that? Yeah. Man? I mean, this, the this FBI probably could have gotten, I mean, I follow this guy, uh, Deviant Olaf. He does a lot mm-hmm. of like, physical security stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he like someone at his company came up with a device that'll let them get into these safes Mm -hmm. by because the, the code is stored on like a ROM in the, Uh, in the lock and it reads that and then compares what you put into that. And then, so they just hook up this fucking thing to dump the ROM and look at what the code is. And that makes sense. And that's, and and if the FBI had done that with a search warrant, if they'd have gotten a different thing, totally different. It's yeah. the fact that the manufacturer was just like, yep, here you go. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, put anything in your 
safes when you're that <laughs> quick to just give it up, you know, but I guess to, I don't look at, there are a lot of people out there, you know, it's, it's the people that say, well, if he didn't have nothing to hide, you know, why didn't he just comply with the police? Well, because sometimes the police are being dicks, right? And well, why didn't he just comply with the FBI? Because there have been instances where the FBI overreached and did shit they weren't supposed to do. So and it's not just the FBI for the record. No, it's the FBI. Pretty totally much all FBI. modern television programming that involves cop shows works to be kind of copaganda. Anybody. Copaganda. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like that's, that's what they call it. Copaganda. Like yeah. And I'm it is true. It. No, you're right. You're right. Well, it's true. It's, if anyone's had any real interactions with the police where you not just being <clears throat> friends with one, but <clears throat> where you engage them in a professional capacity because, you know, you've spent all of these years watching television shows or movies that resolve anywhere between in, you know, between, 30 minutes, an hour and a half, two hours, and the whole mm-hmm. thing's wrapped up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, say, for instance, somebody drives by your house. and I know some uh, somebody that this happened to. Uh, somebody drives by your house, and for whatever reason, they take a shot at your house. And bullet goes through the window, lodges itself in a wall. Now, you've seen God knows how many cop movies, and you think, oh, they can run comparative ballistics on this thing and totally track down this guy. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Somebody, they went through all the trouble of cutting out the drywall, (laughs) digging the bullet out of the wall to get it to the cop. And when they they handed it to the cop, (laughs) the cop looked at them like they had, you know, just stepped foot off of the UFO. Because they were like, great, but, you know, it's, and I I, I get that you've seen TV shows and everything, but in order for that to work, we have to have something to compare it to. We don't have this giant database. That's, you know, Steve Smith's gun or some dumb shit like that. (laughs) But but at the same time, there uh, there were some riots, and I don't remember where this was at or what the reasoning was. It may have been during like the black lives matter stuff or whatever, but somebody set fire to a cop car. Right. And they had some footage of it because, you know, everybody's got their phones out and they were able to track this woman down by her shirt. So they found her shirt. They ran that through just like pretty standard Google searches, found the website that sold the shirt did like a subpoena found who had bought that shirt in this neighborhood, yada, yada, yada. And then we're able to go find her and match her to the video and realize it was her. So it just yep. goes to show that if cops care enough, <laughs> they can do a lot of stuff. It's just a matter of making them give a fuck. Well, you'd be surprised at how much uh, security has evolved in that situation like my ex worked in security at a college and the software they used to monitor the I don't know hundreds of cameras mm-hmm. had some AI features where it could track people around campus just based oh, wow. on shirts or their face or oh like other, pop, pop them different like follow them through cameras like different yep I got, I got yeah, what you're saying. Okay. It would basically search through all the recordings and wow. find that exact person and just, Hey, here's the 10 second clip of where they were at this building. And then they moved to this camera and so on and so forth. And that's just going to get more and more sophisticated as time goes on, you know, um, that's just a college campus with right. a very small budget for that kind of situation right. I mean. versus government entities and, what was that movie with Gene Hackman and um, maybe Will Smith? Wasn't Enemy of the State, was it? Uh, Born Identity. I hate you and Doug today. You know that? <laughs> I hate both of you. 
<laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I, I meant uh, born supremacy. Oh, okay, yeah. Now, see, now uh, that's all you had to say. You didn't need to be funny. You could have just told me what the actual movie was. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think it was Enemy of the State, and that's kind of the um, the shtick of that movie is the the where surveillance has gone over the last, you know, and that the fuck that movie's probably twenty years old at this point, but. But then I call the cops to tell them that I have video of a guy cr- crawling up under my garage door and looking in my garage. And they're like, and? I'm like, Dude, the first uh, thing they asked me when uh, these crackheads got in my garage and stole all my shit was uh, the dollar amount of everything that was stolen so they would know how many resources to allocate to finding it. <laughs> right. I was like, you guys fucking blow, bro. Like, oh, this is why no one wants to pay taxes. Right. This is why people don't like police. And I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it is what it is. They're their own little fucking mafia. I still think they should privatize police departments, but it's never going to happen. Then we'll have RoboCop. Fuck yes. See, that's what I'm going for. RoboCop. I don't know. My last employer had a robot security thing that patrolled the uh, garage parking lots and it was worthless. (laughs) <laughs> so pretty much like a human cop but you know yep. less Just more uh, expensive less ptsd so less, yeah, security uh, in most places is pretty useless they're like it, hey it stop really doing that please yeah they uh they can't do anything anymore you know at, at risk of getting sued um so it's, it's just all about observation like one of the more efficient prison designs that was ever made um they just basically they built the prison as just this big tube cylinder with all the cells along the wall they put a guard tower in the middle that way whoever's in the guard tower can watch all the occupants Mm. and that's all they had to do because the people because they knew they were going to be in full view of the guards all the time change their behavior Mm. interesting well i don't plan on ever going to prison but nobody ever does well some people (laughs) do i guess i think some people kind of know they're going (laughs) yeah exactly on the other hand some people don't so yeah everyone in prison's innocent anyways just ask them I'm too cute for prison. No, you're not. You'd fuck me. I'd fuck anything. Oh yeah, that is true. But hey, you know what? I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to turn my nose up to it. So a hole's a hole. You know, it's a funny thing. All we want to do is to eat, drink, be happy. What do we get? Disgrace. Disgrace.